0: Hey everyone, I'm Jim. Welcome to another episode of the Belt Tour podcast. This time, we're sharing our interview with Karen Anderson, co-founder and director of Tiny Doors ATL. Some context if you're new. I've created an iPhone app called Belt Tour. It is a location-aware audio tour of the Atlanta Beltline. It uses GPS, so you never need to be pulled out of the moment to mess around with technology. Instead, as you walk by something interesting, it knows you're there, and starts playing beautiful audio about that location. We've got a ton of interviews, so when you walk up to a Trees Atlanta planting, you'll hear about it from the director of Trees Atlanta. There's artists, historians, and a bunch of others. It's called Belt Tour, two Ts. It's in the App Store. Go download it. You'll love it. In this podcast episode, you'll hear audio taken directly from the app itself. We sat down with Karen Anderson, and she is awesome. I had a great time getting to know her and I learned a ton about these tiny doors. If you are unfamiliar with Tiny Doors ATL, it is an art project that has literally installed very small doors in almost a dozen places throughout Atlanta. They are 7 inches tall, built to scale, and with meticulous attention to detail. Doorknobs, door frames, some of them have tiny little knockers or lights outside. They're beautiful, they're all different, unique, and when you see one, It really grabs a hold of your attention and your curiosity. Karen will explain them a lot more eloquently in the interview. So without further ado, here is the Tiny Doors excerpt from the Belt Tour app. There are two tiny doors on the Eastside Beltline Trail.
1: My name is Karen Anderson, and I'm the co-founder and director of Tiny Doors ATL.
0: In the tour, I only pointed out one, so you'll have to find the other one on your own
1: the original motto was bringing big wonder to tiny spaces and that was in response to the huge art in atlanta atlanta has so much big beautiful art and i wanted to do something that interacted with the city but more big beautiful art wasn't going to have that impact so what if we reflected the art of the neighborhood in something that was small and literally accessible something that everyone could touch The fun thing about a door that's only seven inches tall is that every single person is too big to fit, right? So if a door is only seven inches tall, then even a baby can't fit. Every human is too big. And if every human is too big to fit, then it's kind of a common denominator. It's something that we are all bigger than, and it helps us all use our imagination together.
0: After the project got going, it started to evolve.
1: So the first message of Tiny Doors ATL was bringing big wonder to tiny spaces. It was our very first motto, made a lot of sense, and it still holds true. But after spending a year really interacting with Atlanta, it became about connecting communities in Atlanta. It became about helping Little Five Points connect to Cabbage Town, connect to Inman Park, connect to Midtown, and feeling this sense of continuity between a project and also bringing people who'd never been there in to do something free and public. And so it changed from just bringing big wonder to tiny spaces to doing something that helps people connect.
0: Atlanta has really embraced these doors. People feel protective of them.
1: When I'm working on a door, they'll see me there with my little suitcase um, that says Tiny Doors ATL. Because one time I was working on a door and somebody yelled at me. (laughs) She said, what are you doing to that door? (laughs) I said, I'm just fixing it. And she said, you know, it's in my neighborhood and I can't stand the thought of it being destroyed. And I had to step back and really think about it and think about what it meant that someone felt protective of this door in their neighborhood. Not just a sense of wonder and whimsy, but like protective. And so I take that job a little more seriously now.
0: Karen shared a story of the first time she noticed something left on one of her tiny door doorsteps.
1: I had made jack-o'-lanterns. I usually don't make anything to put in front of the doors. I let things appear. But it was new, and I didn't know anyone was going to do anything. And I showed up with some tiny jack-o'-lanterns to put in front of the door, and there were already some there. (laughs) It totally blew my mind. I took mine home and just went, okay.
0: Now, there are way more than just pumpkins. People are interacting with these tiny doors in all sorts of ways. There's even a tiny newspaper that somebody delivers to all of the tiny doors.
1: It's not just us trying to show Atlanta things. This is, you can interact with a door any way that you want to. So we put them there, and then it's up to you if you want to take a picture of it, to send it to people, to pose with it, to leave something, to take something. It's an interactive art piece, it's an invitation to you. So when you see that door, you see this invitation to interact with art it's not just art that you can look at or listen to it's something that you can find your own way to interact with people ask me all the time as i'm sitting in front of the door what it's about what is this why did you put it here and i, and I ask them what they think it's about and they get a lot of different answers and people say i don't know it just makes me feel happy and i say you get it you get it if it makes you feel happy you get it if it makes you feel a sense of wonder, if it makes you feel transported, you get it. That's what it's about. We don't call them anything other than tiny doors. We don't give them names. We give them numbers. And that's to keep it as a blank canvas for your own imagination. If you're looking at the rainbow door, you're looking at door number two. It's the second one that we put there. It's called a tiny door. You tell me who lives there. You tell your friends who lives there. Little kids have told me that mice live there or fairies or gnomes, and that's awesome. But we would never say that because we want you to decide. Why doors? Our doors are designed to reflect the architecture of their neighborhoods, to feel like they belong there, to feel like somewhere you could walk right through. And they're all exactly the same scale for that reason. Um, Every single piece of it is the same scale so that you can just feel like you could walk right in. Um, And the doors don't have windows you could see through because we want to leave all that space for imagination, as much space for imagination as we could possibly cram into seven inches by three and a half inches. (laughs) Um, So doors are there because they allow the most space and a feeling of access. It's a really simple way to provide access.
0: Come on, Karen. Tell us what's behind the doors.
1: What's behind the tiny doors is a lot of epoxy. (laughs) It's like 12. I could write a book about epoxy because we've tried every kind there is. And it depends on the surface, right? And we're not gluing stuff to a tree. So we had to find a whole different way to do that. And it's, it's a process, but that's not what makes sense. What makes sense is that what's behind the tiny doors is your own imagination.
0: Karen has heard other people who know the answer.
1: And something that I've noticed in the last six months is people explaining it to one another, and that is the coolest for me to hear someone tell someone else the story, because it's their own version. It's not what I would say. Um, it's what they would say about the door. Oh, this you know this is a project that's about Atlanta, or this is a project about fairies, or whatever their imagination has decided that this door is about. And that's something that I really enjoy listening to.
0: Really, it comes down to this.
1: What's behind the tiny doors is the wonder that's inside of us all.
0: The wonder that's inside of us all. So there you go. If you liked that, head on over to BeltTour.com for more stuff like that and to download the app you can also just search belt tour with two t's in the app store